Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Another week of G Thanks Just Bought It. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and this is the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. My guest today is Danny Mullen. She is the proprietress of Semicolon. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds so good. That's why I did that. I like it. I like it. I love it. She's the proprietress, the proprietress of Semicolon in Chicago. It is the city's only black woman-owned bookstore in all of Chicago and it opened last summer it's not even a year old your baby even a year old welcome to the show I'm so happy to be here do you know you are the dopest person that I've had the chance to talk to in a long time Danny that's sad I want I want you to get out more (laughs) (laughs) I need I need you to get out more (laughs) I need to get out more but I just love super nerdy people it's me not enough of us left and so I get to meet all the cool kids like all the fashionistas and I'm like yeah I'm not interested no no, I'm just not interested. You need big so losers. <laughs> I was talking about you, and my partner's like, "What is it about the readers and the writers?" <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, that's such a read on me. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it is. But I was like, "She's so cool. I so love her, and we're just gonna be besties." And she doesn't even have to know. We're literally best friends already. This is why I invited her. I, it was just kind of an hour for Danny to, you know, compliment me, let me know how I'm doing. I'm telling you, clearly you're killing. We lit- we literally had a conversation <laughs> last night via text about how we wanted to open another bookstore, but it's like hus like strippers for books. It was just like we went there. Books. <laughs> and no. It's going to be a ridiculous name like Striptastic, like Scholastic, and it's Striptastic. We get our books from Scholastic. Like it's Okay, okay. Like where do I invest? Like I'm going to go rob Elon Musk, take um, his money, and we're opening the book strip club. First of all, I doubt it would be difficult. He seems a little soft. <laughs> I think I can manage it myself. Okay, great. Just like in between all of your free time. Like, Danny, you have had a wild couple weeks. Yes. Um, And I learned about semicolon because I was, just like everybody else, sort of taking inventory on where I'm putting my money and where I'm putting my effort and who my money is going to. And and I Googled black woman owned bookstores. And unfortunately, there are not enough of them. Yours oh. came right on top. You have that SEO. You are the first. <laughs> I did that myself. <laughs> yes. So you are a tech person. Don't tell me you don't know how to use Bluetooth. But I can build a website in 17 minutes. No, it's ridiculous. Well, don't tell tell that too loudly. They're going to try to hire you out here. Indeed, indeed. Absolutely not. And you are just amazing. You opened the store uh, in July. You started doing your soft, I read, uh, in June 2019. 
Absolutely. Fully opened in July 2019. Mm-hmm. It is a dual space. There's gallery space because you were inspired by loving to read in museums. Like, I'm just obsessed. And now I'm mad that I don't live in Chicago, but I bought a ton of anti-racist texts from you. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just tell everybody about it because we're you- like... No more men in the bookstore. You we are had people coming in today, like, and it was funny. I don't take offense to it anymore. I used to, but it's like we didn't think you would be black. Oh wow! It's one of those things that I find, especially from older white women sure. over sixty. No, that's perfect. I'm good. That is the highest compliment that you can pay me. Oh. It's <laughs> They're so- like we walk by every day. It looks so pretty. We honestly didn't think you would be. Fun. What? It's a backhanded compliment, but I'll take it. What do you make of that? I mean, just because we're now all in this space that we're having this yeah. conversation, like we apologize for our Karens. Like yeah. we will come and get our Karens. Get the Karens. Get the Jessicas. Get the Sarahs. Because I've had enough. The <laughs> because si- there are levels. And uh, the you Beckys. got the Karens who are just gonna Karen. You got the Jessicas who think that they're cool and they're down, but they don't do the work. And you got the Sarahs who's genuinely not interested in doing the work. Um, <laughs> and we always, we can tell, you can tell them from a mile away by the things they say. So the Sarahs are typically the ones like we had today crying in the store. Oh, no. <laughs> real tears, crying real tears and looking at my all black staff. Like, I'm so sorry for what you and your ancestors went through. Oh, Oh, um, let me just chime in here and say, please don't do this. Don't do that. I'm so uncomfortable. I know it is. I can't I like I can't even give a straight face. We're on FaceTime right now, you guys. So we get are looking at each other. And I it's literally can't. We are both like, oh, my God. Like literally some, this was the first day you opened since all Mm -hmm. of COVID. You've got Mm -hmm. kids from Chicago public schools coming in for food. You uh, are reaching underprivileged neighborhoods, getting books and food for free in the hands of kids. And you have a Karen, not a Karen, a Jessica. A a Jessica and a Sarah. A Jessica and a Sarah coming (laughs) in and apologizing for slavery. For slavery. Okay. For how... Uh, we get talked to in the streets for and just starts bawling to the point where we literally just have to hug them like no. I don't know what right no. you're, you're now putting the work on me yes I now have to cater to you and make you feel better and you walk out feeling like you made a difference and you did it you got laughed at I literally want to like <laughs> run away f- from this conversation <laughs> because I'm so embarrassed and i and i'm I'm not i i see you smiling about it i see you laughing about it you know i understand and i think a lot of us understand that that takes years of it wearing on you and you have now learned how to operate in a world (laughs) where that is not going to touch you in a way that it will stop you from finding joy in your day but like the fact that that is something that we do as what we white women do so quickly, which is like start to cry and say, I feel so bad. Please give me a hug and tell me I'm a good white person. Please. And it's like, I can't, I'm going to naturally respond to you and say, I truly believe you're doing your best because I do. Um, your best isn't enough for this moment. <laughs> 
if but I could have time traveled and stopped slavery. <laughs> so I was like, I would stop it if I could, but you wouldn't because that is kind of what the United States was built on. So like, if you did that, would we really be here? It's hard to say. No. There's a whole other delving into a whole other conversation. I'm literally sweating. <laughs> I know. And the, and I'm having white women, woman sweat. That's what? what's happening what right here. Like, you start mentioning slavery and everything gets super uncomfortable super fast. I, I, oh, so someone said that today. Mm-hmm. So that's something that happens, like, a lot. And, like, someone coming in and just saying, like, oh, my God, like, I had no idea this would be owned by a black woman. By a black woman. They're always looking around for the owner. And um, we have, um, I have all black employees, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of white people in the neighborhood who like to just hang around. And somebody will start talking to them, like, hey, so when did you decide to open this place? And I just sit comfortably with my computer and we laugh about it, but they typically point me out and like, that's the owner right there. And you can see the instant discomfort. And it's typically like a super light, oh, good, congratulations, but nowhere near the same excitement that they had when they were talking to who they thought the owner was. They were more excited that a white man was going to own the store. Has a white man ever done anything exciting? I haven't seen it yet, but if you let me know. I will make sure I'm keeping tabs on it. We, uh-huh. we mentioned Elon Musk earlier, and like, I think that's it. He's a, the only one know. we know, I guess. I'm he's an alien, yeah. so. Oh, 1,000%. So he is. They, that's not a real person. He broke out of some, like, underground robotic chamber, and someone lost the remote, and now he's like. Now he's just out here doing his yeah. thing. And everybody's like, you know, Elon is doing his thing. And it's like, yeah, but that's not a real person. So (laughs) I I, I hope his battery runs out sooner rather than later. I want to, I do want to ask you because like, you know, this sucks. I mean, this is such a hard conversation to have. We're in this really hard week where I'm like, so you're lucky because you now have a black friend. Okay. And you know, first of all, I had other, I have other black friends, Danny. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to say I have other have a black, black friend on air. That's right. <laughs> having a black friend on air is good because you can ask those questions that you wouldn't ask to your normal black crowd. Uh, okay. I am not going to ask you any questions. Um, <laughs> I am. Th- this is, this is like literally, this is such a good example of like, like, uh, sitting with that discomfort and yeah. and also taking up I am unknowingly also knowingly taking that space from you as we speak right now because of how uncomfortable I am and how much I want to apologize for the Jessica. You know how happy I am that you see it though? That's a big deal. Like enough. we can say that all day and people are like I don't understand. Yes you do. Yes you do and I know you do. It's just uncomfortable to understand. Yeah. I'm sweating through my pajamas. I'm literally <laughs> want. I would have my pajamas on too. I just literally walked in the door and was like, I'm going to knock this out. <laughs> you really did. And just so everybody knows, because I want to make this clear, when yeah. you have these conversations with black people and you ask them to talk about this stuff and it's, and it has and they have to kind of reach in and like reach a, a place of trauma and a place of 
like a lot of therapy either done professionally or like with themselves. Yes. You pay them for their time. This is not like a free like absolutely let me call this black person I know and ask them if it's okay. Can I have a hug? Sorry about the slavery. <laughs> so we Danny and I worked out a deal and I donated yeah. $500 of my own money to the uh, semicolon bookstore go fund me which is danny is putting books in the hands of underprivileged kids in chicago um and you initially were raising twenty five thousand, and then you raised it to sixty thousand, and we are you know careening towards a hundred thousand we're at like 77k all because you boosted us up like we were just doing our thing you know we we were doing our thing. We were like, well, if we at least get ten thousand, we're good. And we were making our way to ten thousand. We're like, yeah. And then you boost us, and we're like, holy shit. Well, you we need the white women. <laughs> oh my! God. So I'm sweating. Like this is. I want to crawl in a hole. I, I don't... want you to know I'm giving you all this shit just to make you uncomfortable. It's working. <laughs> Danny, um, I want to die. Okay, so it is 1,000% working. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. This is not like an after-school special that we're putting on. This, this is, is a real conversation, and I'm a normal conversation. Literally sweating buckets. Um, and I and okay, uh, no, you guys are doing such amazing work. I'm sitting on my couch in a sports bra, tweeting. We all have our gifts. I think you know you just got to bring them to the table. Yours is yeah. running a business you know coming to the aid of your community being an expert on books mine is tweeting sitting in my pajamas doing jack shit and you kill it try to show up I try to show up up. um so you uh so I I donated and I'm going to ask that all the listeners take a look at this GoFundMe it is amazing it's called clear the shelves you just let kids come in and pick out whatever they want for free and and we give them the dignity of they get the book off the shelf whatever books they want and we check them out and then we give them a receipt I love give them the dignity of purchasing their books no charity like just no cha- you come in you get the books you want and you get it and thank you for coming in you know because they deserve that there are plenty of families who can't even imagine spending whatever little excess capital they have on books mm-hmm. are you kidding mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I know growing up that was the last thing that we could even consider spending money on but it is also interesting that there's a correspondence between um where people are on the poverty line and the amount of books that they have in their home um that's on purpose <laughs> what have you learned about that in your work so I have learned and studied so much about this because both my siblings are, my one sibling is a principal in an Atlanta school. Um, my other sibling is getting her PhD in educational um, disparity. And so they like really go hard on these things. And I have just learned that the school to prison pipeline is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to get that pipeline going when children are not educated, especially when parents are not educated. Um, and a lot of parents don't have time to educate themselves because they're working multiple, multiple jobs and then they're coming home and they have to deal with kids. So when do you even have time to read? Yeah. And it's taking that generation, raising another generation who doesn't see anyone reading and has no interest in reading and couldn't afford a book even if they wanted to because if you get $25 in your hands, you're going to buy food. 
you're not going to purchase a book and this is all you have. And so it's recognizing that that issue exists and trying to solve it as the easiest way that we see fit. We can't change the world, but what we can do is give these kids $100 worth of books. <laughs> amazing. But that is world changing. That is it world is. changing. Yeah. No, I'm just saying books changed my life. I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without books. Right. So... It's it's really amazing, and it's and I think that that um obviously just having that dignity be a part of it is like almost equally as important. Um, Absolutely, because that uh, that sets you apart as an other. You know, if you if you're collecting the charity books, collecting the charity, and you know, as a child, you have no choice. You you are not in a position to make any adjustments, but you do still deserve to have dignity and be dignified in your actions. And if all of your friends are buying books or you're at a magnet school and you're, you know, one of the only black kids at the magnet school. And so your friends have books and things like that to not have those things is hurtful. And it reminds you constantly that you are unable to live how other people live. But the fact is you're not got to figure out how to do it. So an incredible effort and only made possible if you give your money. So I'm asking G Thanks listeners to match my $500. And I would love it if you guys gave above and beyond because there's a lot of you out there. Um, but whatever you can, $5, $10, $20, $50. This is a Anything. yeah. clear your bank account. Clear it out. Slavery. <laughs> this is reparations. And and we're, we need to pay it. We, it is reparations, not like buying people Nikes, but literally buying people books. Yeah, this never even crossed my mind until I was in my twenties because I grew up getting books all the time. It's just part of my life, it's a normal mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you never consider that some kids have not ever purchased or seen their parents purchase a book. I've never thought about it. Mm-mm. Can you tell me what books are flying off the shelves when the kids come out and and pick them up? The kids love the hood classics, okay? But I fully believe that interest in one is interest in another. So like Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. I don't know if you've read that, but it is bomb. I haven't. Read Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. Um, They love that book. And so I have my hood classics right above my normal non-hood classics, right? And I have, if you pick up one book, I can tell you a regular classic that can go with it. So I always pair that with The Great Gatsby. And kids come back in and they're like, that book was so dope. I'm like, I know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and, you know, pairing other hood classes with like Catcher in the Ride. Like I like to put them together because you need to see that stories look the same regardless of race. Yeah. They're just told in a different manner. And you need to be able to connect to both manners because as you grow, you're going to be dealing with people of all races and backgrounds and reading books and having an idea of what these characters feel and think and do is going to give you a heads up. It seems very obvious. And yet it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not introduced. I I like it. It. I'm so happy that you can come to this conversation for, like laughing and smiling and, and joyful. I am still sweating and <laughs> and I'm in awe um, that that the anger of 
that that the anger of being misunderstood doesn't doesn't consume you all day every day listen to me honey i am a black lesbian with a phd in literary theory being understood is not a thing (laughs) 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 it will never you were doomed thing (laughs) i came out when i was 12 (laughs) like i've kind of been othered (laughs) by a little bit of everyone so you get past being comfortable with being understood being uncomfortable being um you know not understood Mm -hmm. and you get to a point where like i am special (laughs) and being special is what makes me super super dope you sure are both and (laughs) Uh, I, I'm just in awe. I can't believe how much money the store has raised, how many books you're able to give to the kids. Tell me, I love it. Just (laughs) like, just let them run free. And you said to me yesterday, you wanted to give kids these books for the next 50 years. And that's what we're going to. Next 50 years. Ideally, if they get, if they know that if they can't go anywhere else to get a book, that they can walk into semicolon and get one. That's what I want it to feel like. That's what I want my legacy to be, you know? Yeah, I I really like that. We're going to take a really quick break, and then we're going to be right back. Okay, we're back. Now, you, again, everyone, pause the episode. Go (laughs) donate to the GoFundMe. It's in the show notes. First things first. First things first. We're waiting. Don't, I'm not kidding. Go do it. Chilling. <laughs> so tell me. So today we're recording on Wednesday. This episode's going to be out on Friday. So we're 48 mm-hmm. hours. Everyone's listening to this. This was 48 hours ago. So you opened today for your first social distancing store yes. opening. Like on top of everything else, what was today like for you? It was the best shit show I've experienced in a long time. Um, you had the little. We have tanks in our neighborhood with stores uh, so that was a little awkward people were coming in like do you know there's a tank outside oh yeah no he's fine his name is chris he's really cool um, <laughs> you know i have now made friends with the national guard that is in the area so everybody's cool um, but you know it was interesting to see to not see the trepidation. I think because we've been so open online with saying, you know, we are glad that you white people are doing the work. We love to see it. We want to see more of it. And we've been really open about that. And so the typical trepidation, when you see, you walk past the window, right? And we have a big picture window and it's like eight black people chilling. You're not going to just like walk in comfortably. We feel the same way when we walk into white spaces, you know? And so we're used to seeing people kind of walk by and kind of look and we're always like, come in. (laughs) And they come in and they're a little awkward and uncomfortable. So it was interesting to not see that today. And I think the reason we didn't see it is because the whole time the store was open, there was a plethora of white people in there. So people would walk by and be like, oh, this is safe. (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) Sweating again? (laughs) Sweating. I'm going to wring my sweat out into a bucket. Yes, I imagine that would be true for a lot of people Mm -hmm. who are not used to. But how are you not used to in Chicago going into a space where there are a lot of black people? Oh, honey, Chicago is segregated as hell. 
still. And so, no, they could very well, even though our neighborhood is West Town, um, it's the West Side, um, but they call it West Town for the sake of gentrification. And now you rarely see black people unless they're working. Wow. So it's, it's always odd to see the people. There's a bus stop right at our corner and they walk by and they just get super uncomfortable. Some of them will step in and just feel uncomfortable. And we're always like, are you okay? <laughs> it's a bookstore. It's a bookstore. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen to you. <laughs> but um, so it was really good. It felt really good to not feel that today. Again, I understood why. We weren't feeling it today, but we just completely welcome all of that. I'm For glad. whatever reason, whatever reason you feel comfortable, just feel comfortable and come in and hang out. And everyone was coming in and everyone was hanging out and everyone was buying books. You said you felt like you were ready, but you... Uh... We were not ready, honey. We <laughs> ran out of books. Like, what bookstore you know run out of books? Like, <laughs> it felt like Black Friday at Target. It was... <laughs> People were like grabbing books over other people because everybody wants the anti-racism titles. And they were like, I'll take this one. And it's like, this is not, y'all got to calm the hell down. These books have existed for years. Yes, they have been available. None of them are new. (laughs) And that's the worst part. Like everybody's rushing to buy the same set of non-new text <laughs> and you could have read this a long time ago but you know we appreciate the half ass effort <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what it is yes <laughs> i mean i think it's i think half ass is generous um do, what how do you feel about it being very trendy right now to be reading how to be an anti-racist she is rolling her eyes at me and <laughs> 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 how to be an anti-racist and white fragility because, and you know i i hate trends I absolutely hate trends because there's another trend happening. And we'll talk about that in a second because I'm about to get on Twitter and talk all about it. Um, But I I hate trends. I think it's an excellent book. I think it is worth a read. I don't think that should be the only book you read and think that you've done some kind of work. There are deeper books. There are harder books. There are books that go into, you know, where racism even began. And nobody wants to read those. They just want to look like they care about being an anti-racist. But if you really cared, you would read more than just that book. Yeah. You know? And I, I I do. And and you would read it and not just order it and put it on your bookshelf. Put it on your bookshelf and take a picture of it for Instagram and do hashtag Black Lives Matter. Oh my Let's God, not. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I know. I'm seeing it so much. We're getting tagged I, in them, and I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Here's my book. The binding isn't cracked, and um, we keep it in this glass box, and we're not we supposed to open glass it. Glass box, and doesn't it look good? Isn't it aesthetically pleasing on my desk with my MacBook and my iPad? <laughs> and my coffee. <laughs> and my coffee. Wait, don't talk to me about racism until I've had right. my coffee. Right. What are you going to go off? Of? What did you said? We were going to talk about that in a minute. I'm Girl, ready. If one more person hits us up, one more journalist hits us up about what books we recommend as a black bookstore we are not a new black bookstore none of the other black bookstores are new y'all could have been asking us for your recommendations when you were doing all of these summer reads back in march and april you did not you're doing it because it's trendy and i am no longer participating i participated in maybe two we have about 70 more in our inbox and i will not participate further because that is not my job hop your ass on google yeah and get what you need because it's all 
Vegan, right. <laughs> Do your thing. It is not my place as a black bookseller to tell you what black books your white readers should be reading. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, this is something that um yeah. Uh we we do not so for people who are new to this conversation and for my fellow white women and this is something that that is so prevalent. It's like the messaging is, you know, listen to black people, listen to women, amplify their bo- voices. They're not here to google things for us. That's not my job. They've already (laughs) done like all the, they've already made all these resources. There's so many lists. There's so many things to read. They've already done them. We just have ignored them. Yes. For a very long time. (laughs) For a very long time. And now we can go find them. That doesn't mean we are not listening to them. It just means we're not asking, we're not wasting their time asking questions they've already answered. And this is not a damned if you do, damned if you don't moment. And so... (laughs) Like, find a woke white friend and, like, make them Google for you. I don't know. You guys know how to find use computers. Find a woke white Instagram page. There are a million of them. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. We don't... We're booksellers. We love giving recommendations. Right. That's kind of what we do. Um, The problem is in just asking for, like, a general recommendation on anti-racism. And we go to ask, what have you already read? And they're like, I don't know. Okay. No. Right. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> like I can ask I asked a guy today like what his current his normal interest was and he's like uh typically anything white. I was like so everything? <laughs> okay. What? So wait, now we have people who are brave enough to walk into bookstores and just be like, I only like white things. So mm-hmm. is there anything you can help me with? Is there with? anything that's that's black but white adjacent? <laughs> Okay. Holy. <laughs> yes, actually. But <laughs> there are, but you I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> um I <laughs> Jesus Christ. I cannot wait yeah. for this to go up on No, air. it was a good time. No, oh, I really you're gonna get No, so we're not we're not hate DMs. We're not done. Oh, they're gonna be so mad. Great. I'll take it. You gonna you're gonna have to deal. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I I made a post last night. I commented on somebody else's post or one of the other black booksellers. And she said something along the lines of, you know, how she didn't put black bookseller on her website for so long because she didn't want white people to not want to come in. And of course, Sarah comes and comments on Twitter. And it's like, imagine that these people truly believe that we care about who owns the store. They literally care. We literally care. You literally do. We know you do because we watch you care. <laughs> because you watch us lurk outside being like, is you this bookstore safe? Like it's safe. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. It's, your, your DMs are going to pop in the world. You mean from, like, Becky's? And- Definitely. Oh, I'll- not from No, oh. not from us. You're safe from us. We oh, I'll take... I'll, I'll take... The, okay. I'll take okay. the I'll take yeah. the white because you're gonna have them. They're gonna have feels. You're gonna make them feel things. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Um, super excited, you might get Danny. Someone some, some tears. <laughs> they can mix with my sweat, and we'll all just be drowning in them together. Can't wait. Everybody's, everybody's sweaty and dirty. Now you told me today that once you ran, you basically had twenty copies of basic any anti-racist text that you were sort of predicting of of was going to be. But then when you were when you ran out and people were like, ah, like no more, um, 
white fragility, no more, like how to be an anti-racist. You said, can I direct you towards fiction? So like what, like where are you pointing them to? Just, just stories that center black people or is it, you know, tell me more about that. It is, it is just black authors. Black authors are naturally going to write black stories and they don't even have to tell you the character is black. You feel that it's a black story based on what the character is doing, what they're going through, how they speak. Zora Neale Hurston did a good job of that. And so I always move them to Zora. Um, Her book that came out in January, hitting a, a straight lick with a cricket stick. That is one of my top five favorite books ever. It is a group of stories and they are all heart wrenching and funny and as only Zora could do. Um, I also also send them to Octavia Butler, Parable of the Sower. Like N.K. Jemison. let's get into some black sci-fi, some Afrofuturism. Like you want to read some black shit? I got some black shit for you. <laughs> and so that's where we moved them to today. And everybody was so excited. So we're going to wait. They're going to be coming back in on Saturday when we reopen. And we're going to talk some books and see what happens. That is wonderful. And were pe- these people white? These people are white. All white. All white. All white. A couple Asian, like 3% Asian. I was happy to see them too. Mm-hmm. They never come in. So... <laughs> I love the idea of you handing out like Afro futurism to white people. <laughs> it was such a good time. And they would ask. I love that they would ask and try not to be just completely like, um, they would ask. So like, how does this reflect the current times? And I would say, read it. And they would at least buy it to shut me up. <laughs> See, we all have different selling tactics. And this is Danny's. Just she will talk That's- to you about a book and then you buy it. I love buy how they're it. also like, tell me how this is about the current situation. You're like, oh, my God, I got the book off the shelf. And now I have to read it for I you. Like <laughs> for you. Is that what you want for me? And then I kind of want to say, Everything is about the current situation. This shit ain't new. (laughs) There's nothing about this that's new. We have been leading up to this for years upon years upon years. And I am positive that this ain't even what the worst is going to look like. And so why don't we kind of introduce you to what the world is actually like for people outside of yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry for the extra work that we continue to put on you. read a book that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take another break and then we'll be right back ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're back again. Danny Mullen, the proprietress of Semicolon in Chicago, the only black lesbian woman owned bookstore. Don't forget that part. That part is important. That part is important. I want that added to the website. Thank you. Yes. I need to add it. You, you know, black you lesbians. Should. It's June. Whole, we lead whole movements. We got Audrey Lord in there. Whatever. We got everybody in there. We it, good. It's pride. Take it. Yes. <laughs> it is pride. It's June. 
I'm sorry. It's hard to think about pride when we I know. I have. I have. Uh, yeah. What are we proud of? Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, so yeah. we were talking, and I said, "Danny, I want you to come on the show." I've been like loving watching the GoFundMe, and you know, seeing what books you have available, and just like talking to you. And you don't have to bring a product recommendation. And she just jumped in, and she was like, "I have a product recommendation." <laughs> so, Danny, tell us what you brought i'm here with the back scratcher okay if y'all don't use a back scratcher get it going okay you can get them for anywhere between a dollar to nine dollars now the nine dollar one is fancy i got a nine dollar one it comes with a case okay <laughs> depends on where you're going and how you try to skill travel right okay all right i love that yes this back scratcher has saved my relationship i'm sure my partner she <laughs> she was sick of it uh, she wasn't gonna participate any further and if she wasn't gonna participate well what do i have to do now i have to cheat just to get my back scratched okay and that's <laughs> we need to find another solution we need to find another solution and here it is in the form of a back scratcher mine is extendable okay it can extend to like three feet long you never know what you really need to scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Mobility is everything. Mobility is everything. Yes. But this back scratcher has saved saved my relationship. Now, when did you get it? And and sort of tell me about that uh, that tipping point where you thought, <laughs> you know, it's either my relationship or the back scratcher. Um, I got it maybe three weeks ago. And we were I I know my partner. I get on her last nerve um, and I'm always asking for things too. Cause I believe if you want something, ask for it, you know, I'm like, hey, scratch my back, rub my back. And can I have some water? <laughs> but she would, she looked at, she side eyed me. Like she was sincerely tired of what this process looks like for her. Cause I never scratch her back. She doesn't ask. Um, if she asked, I would make up an excuse not to, but she doesn't ask. So, <laughs> So I decided I got on my phone right there and I ordered my back scratcher and it came in two days <laughs> and I was waiting. And so we had a kerfuffle when it came. Okay. Okay. Because we live in a building with a door person, therefore a mail room. And so you never just get your mail directly. All of my other mail was achieved. The back scratcher was missing in action. That was the thing I needed the most. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to save my relationship here. Yeah. I really need this back scratcher to show up. Yeah. And so my partner had to go down and find it and talk to the doorman and the mailroom person and whoever you got to talk to. So she still ended up working. I was going to say, <laughs> wait a minute, why didn't you go down? I love that it is Absolutely. like, yeah, exactly. I love that it's just like, yeah, and then I just had to send my partner down to do <laughs> To do it for me. And it was just it's I, so crazy I, that I had to do that. Spoiled rotten in my relationship. But yes, yeah, she went and got it. And she recovered it. And that's why she is who she is. And she handed it off. And I have been in heaven ever since. Oh, <laughs> I love that you've had it for three weeks. And then you got your first one. And then tell me how many more you bought. Because I know the answer. Oh, so I got six more. <laughs> I needed I needed to be sure. I actually, actually, no, I have a total of eight back scratchers now. Eight. Two of them are fancy. Two of them have a case. Two of them have other two, okay. two of them have a case. They are not retractable, but they are plastic. 
other six are metal and they have different colored uh, tips. And so I can see this is my back scratcher here. This is my partner's back scratcher here. This one is for each dog and this one is for each cat. And now everybody has a back scratcher and we don't have to do any work. I, I want to live in your house. <laughs> I want to house is better because of it. Right now you're talking to me and all the animals are chilling. You want to know why? It's because we got a back scratcher. <laughs> I I'm so inspired. I want, I wish that we had been able to talk three weeks ago for sort of a different, man, sort of a contrast. I would have been talking to you about how I got to get on Tinder to find a back scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on a dating app, but I'm going to hop on there and just find some guy who just really enjoys the art of back scratch. Because it's an art. There are people doing that circles. work. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like the hugger in New York. Right. right. The cuddler. Yeah. The cuddler. So I know that there's a back scratcher out here. You can find them. <laughs> and now you don't have to. And now, now you don't I have to. My relationship is safe. I still bother my partner just because that's kind of my position at this point. Yeah. But when she says no, which she does, stand up for yourself. Uh, <laughs> I pull out my back scratcher and I'm good. That is, that is... You know, people say, you know, communication is everything in a marriage and and respect. And some, you know what? Sometimes it's back scratchers. And I'm with you on this. Scratchers. You know, it it has made my relationship 10 times better. And she don't even know. She doesn't even know her girl was on the verge. <laughs> She's going to know if she listens to this. FYI. She's, she's standing right next to me. She, she won't even look my way because she knows. <laughs> but I was on the verge of becoming a tender thought. And yeah. here I am, happily still in my relationship. I did not jump off the boat. Do you guys listen to this? You buy a back scratcher, <laughs> you die in the grave with your partner. Like, that's, partner. that's it. You want to know why marriages fail? Because ain't no back scratcher. <laughs> There's not a lot of research on that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, Get it going. We got to get the polls going. going. You're right. I'm sure you can tweet to your people because you're the sweet goddess. <laughs> and I'm sure they can tell you that a back scratcher has saved their marriage. And then we can just make up some numbers like everybody else does. I think I, they do make up the numbers. <laughs> they do. Okay. All, none of these numbers are real. <laughs> Everyone's always like 26% of people are polling for Joe Biden at Quinnipiac. I'm like, I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> Oh, and of whom? Like, who was your study? Yeah, group? who are these people? Who are these people? <laughs> who? No, they're just the numbers out of the air. No, it's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> I, we'll come up with our own back scratchers study. Elon Musk will fund it. We'll open the strip club bookstore. I <laughs> am upset. Do you have any other rules in your relationship? Like, do you have things that you do that you're... Um, other things that you do that your partner will not respond to. Like I'm not allowed to um like if I yell to my husband from a room with the door closed, he can mm -hmm. hear me. He pretends not to. And that oh, he's giving me a Pavlovian uh sort of training situation where <laughs> you just stop doing it. Well, I'm not gonna stop doing it because I think I'm gonna wear him down, but he's trying. <laughs> First of all, that's funny as hell. No, you know, my partner somehow, and I think she just realizes that she can go with it and let me do my thing, or she can hear about it for days on end. And I think to keep the peace, she lets me do my thing. And so she doesn't have any real rules. Um, When we have get-togethers, there's kind of a rule, like, don't let people go in our fridge, please. Because I'm one of those people that's like, get whatever you want. Like, if you're in my house, 
Go in the cabinets, go in the fridge, go in my bathroom if you want to take those Percocet. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. I don't care. And my partner is like, why is this person in the fridge? <laughs> I told him to go in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. There, I feel, <laughs> there are two kinds of people in the world. The people who let people in their fridge and the people who won't get, say, get the fuck out of my fridge. Get the fuck out of my fridge. What are you doing? You're a guest. And I'm like, there's no guest here. I go in people's fridge. Go into I'm my pro- wallet. Right. Go into Whatever. my wallet. I'm fine. <laughs> And my partner's like, no, that's 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 the point. <laughs> so give her her own shelf. We will label the peanut butter and just say, you know, avoid the shelf. <laughs> if we get another fridge, I'm like, go on the one on the left-hand side because the other one will get you beat up and kicked out. So I'm... <laughs> When I was younger, my um my big interpretation of of whether you were rich or not was did you have the uh, the garage fridge with yes! the, with the frozen pizza with rolls the in it? <laughs> that was all I wanted. I didn't. So um that was all I wanted. I still I I want that. So I want I want the I want the fridge number two, like the shittier fridge, but it has all the frozen food in it and it has, it has all, all the, the soda. Frozen- yes. Caroline, listen, I am a house girl. We live in a condo right now just because my partner loves condos. I'm a house girl. Yeah. I need four freezers and an extra fridge. And I get, because I, I buy stuff in bulk. And she's like, it's just us. Why are we buying in bulk? Because we're people, okay? Right. And we're going to eat all this stuff and drink all this stuff. And I'm tired of going to the store every day. You, we're, okay. <laughs> you and I are moving in together because we live alike. And, and we're, our, get a house. Our, we're getting a house. We will have several freezers and they will Look, be categorized. And our partners and dreams coming true. And our partners can sit in silence and and take it easy. And, be, and take it easy and be left alone be because left alone. we're doing some dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be cr- hatching our stripper book club. Stripper we have 19 DiGiorno pizzas in our third freezer. We never have to leave. I, we never have to leave. I don't have to cook for you. It's 78 pizzas right, right. there. Eat a pizza and some fucking sweet potato tots. Yeah. <laughs> You're singing my song. Like, truly, you are singing my song. I love when I, like, meet another alpha in their relationship. I love finding out who is, like, running the show because I am also running the show. Because- or we think so, right? And our partners are like, yeah, all right. Like, no, she's so <laughs> annoying. I don't hear her speak definitely. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, we're definitely the alphas in our partners. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. They're literally like on the phone in the other room being like, okay, strat session. How do we get them to shut up? <laughs> she says she's the alpha. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you... <laughs> it's funny, I, right? It, I, you know it's, it's so true. I, it's so true. I Sometimes Dan says, do you I say Dan do you know who the funniest person in the world is according to me and he goes you and I said yeah <laughs> like, yeah. like <laughs> doesn't even funny like, as hell doesn't even want to like doesn't even like humor me anymore just like nods yes I okay. say that like I am giving you my best stuff and you're rolling your eyes and I'm trying to understand how you don't feel this comical connection thank you I'm a fucking hoop Right. <laughs> like I am trying out my tight five with you and I'm not getting the reaction. Like no what reaction. am I paying you for? Like, no. What am I paying you for? Why are you here? I can hop on Tinder and find the back scratcher <laughs> who will laugh at your jokes. <laughs> who will laugh at my jokes. And you are so close to doing that. And I think <laughs> you are so close to doing that. Danny, I could talk to you for hours and and I might just um 
your condo looks amazing. I'm moving in. <laughs> I'll bring another fridge. I'm, you should. I'm so happy that you came and gave your time and told us about the bookstore. And I'm so happy the white people are coming in, apologizing for slavery. And uh, <laughs> and I just, everything about this convo makes me want to die of laughter, but then also just... Die of embarrassment? Die of embarrassment, yes. That's your people. That's my people. <laughs> love it. I love it so much. So everybody, I'm going to link to the GoFundMe uh, in the show yes. notes and everywhere else. And even if, because I have a sneaking suspicion, she's going to get to $100,000 before this even airs. Even if you see that the goal has been met, give your money. Because here's a woman in Chicago who is finding joy and giving that joy to kids. I could not imagine growing up without access to books. And I want that to be the reality. I mean, I do not want that to be the reality for all of these kids that Danny sees every single day. Yep. Buy books from semicolon in Chicago. She doesn't just have books about being black or buy black authors. You oh. can buy books by white people too. It's safe. <laughs> She's got them all. She, she, I can't, I like can't even finish my sentence. Any book you think of, she's got it. Um, got it. I'm so happy to have you here. Where can people follow the store, uh, follow updates, people in Chicago? Yes. Where can they come visit you? We are on all social media at semicolon shy, C-H-I, at semicolon shy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. There's no reason for us to be anywhere else. Um, so <laughs> Where else come is there? Find us. Come talk to us. We are very responsive. We love hearing everything that y'all have to say about whatever on earth you're talking about. We laugh about it in the store. So let's chat. <laughs> Go in. She'll make fun of you when you leave for apologizing for saying Is that not what every retail store does? I I don't even have to work in retail to make fun of everybody. Every <laughs> and I assume everyone's making fun of me. I can stand on so. the sidewalk yeah. and do the same thing. Just <laughs> laughing my butt off. Um, I am so, so happy that um, we got to talk and now we're best friends. And I will I will just ch chat with you offline about sort of ending our current leases, moving into a new house, leaving our partners. I'll bring Let's the brown scratchers. We have the travel cases. I'm out. Let's go. I'll see you there. Yeah. Danny, thank you so much for coming. Talk to you thank soon. You.